This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jalodanki and Ayush Agarwal. Hello everybody and welcome back to High School Not So Much a Musical. Today we are joined with Mr. Rob Belts who is 59 years young, a two-time cancer survivor with a passion for teaching and life, and he's also a professional musician. So Mr. Belts, could you please introduce yourself about who you are, what you do, what you've done over the last few years, your teaching background, etc. Oh, I'd be delighted to. Um, first of all, thank you so much for uh, having me on your podcast. Um, my name is Rob Belts, and I have been teaching in the classroom for 25 years. I've taught everything from kindergarten through fifth grade, and fifth grade is where um, I've been teaching for the last several years. Uh, my background for my education, I got my uh, Bachelor of Arts degree in Psychology from CSU Stanislaus here in California, and I got my multiple subject teaching credential through National University. and. Um, yeah, I've been teaching with Merced City School District for, gosh, about the last 24 years. So I've, I've been at it for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And um, like the question that I had for you is that, you know, you obviously have an experience in music, but I wanted to know if you were able to like implement your music and bring it into your class or your classroom, maybe make your classroom more energetic. Um, with music like was that a thing that you were able to do oh yes thank you that's an excellent question um what i've done is because as as you probably know um the the arts are kind of taking a back seat everything is kind of all pivotal on <laughs> state test scores right so um what i've done is i created my own um musical appreciation program and i created my own little syllabus and it's called um the history of music and what I do is I break down the genres, uh, blues, jazz, folk, country, rock, um, heavy metal, hip hop. And I give the kids a little syllabus. And what I do is I put together a bunch of YouTube videos and I introduce them to each one of the genres, kind of give them a background on how the music uh, was created. And I also have um, a keyboard in the classroom that I use to demonstrate what notes are and keys are, uh, excuse me, chords. And uh, I have my bass guitar in there as well. It, it's been a little difficult with um, the COVID situation because I haven't quite been able to um, uh, continue that, but the kids really enjoy it. And I show them little YouTube videos and we talk about it. And I try to expose them to different genres of music that they might not ever listen to. Some of them may really be rock and roll fans. And then when they hear and see like a Duke Ellington video from the 1940s, then some of them develop an appreciation for jazz. And it's really exciting. I really enjoy that part of it. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into that. It's just been kind of crazy with the, the whole um, COVID situation, you know, trying to, um, you know, keep things together, keep all the wheels uh, of the train on the track, so to speak. But yeah, um, that is one of my joys. And as far as I know, there's only myself and another dear friend of mine who has a school of rock at one of the local middle schools. And he actually has the kids playing music and instruments and they go and do little showcases, which is cool. And that, that's something that I would love to do someday with our elementary kids. 
You know, like I personally love that because I've been playing guitar and um, I've said, yeah, I've just been playing guitar, acoustic and electric guitar for like the last four or five years now. And like the one thing I regret or that I've been regretting is that I wish I started sooner, sooner. Like that's why I go and I like teach my cousin. He's like around 10 years old right now. So how old you'd be when you're in elementary school? And I go and I teach him guitar, like a couple of chords and stuff like that. So he can, so I can spark his interest in music at a young age. So that's why I think like what you're doing is great. You know, you have your, your bass guitar, your piano, and then you're showing her introducing these children at a young age, at such a young age to like all the different genres of music. But like now that we've talked about um, sort of like your music aspect, uh, I want to know like a little bit more about your teaching, like your teaching experience. So uh, we, we learned that you had like a 35 page pamphlet that goes through some of your experience and tips for educators. So could you talk about that a little bit? Oh, sure. Thank you. And and I want to, I want to sing your praises for, um, hanging in there with music and also teaching your cousin. I think that's terrific. And uh, uh, just as a little sidebar, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I did not start learning the bass, <clears throat> pardon me, until I was almost 23. <laughs> so I, I hear you on the part about, you know, wishing I could have started younger, but you know what? We make up for lost time. So kudos to you, my friend. Um, as far as um, the, the, the pamphlet, the book booklet I've recently published, um, I wanted to, always wanted to write a book, and I was telling my, my fifth graders the other day, when I was 12 years old in seventh grade, I said, I'm going to write a book one day. I'm going to write a book one day. And one of the things I teach my kids is that if you have a dream, if you have a thought, and you put your heart into it, there's an old saying, if you put your heart into something, your body will follow. And so that's what I did. Um, it took me about 10 years to finally finish the book. I had started it and it was really long it was like 60 or 80 pages and i went oh i don't know if it's good enough and you know the whole coulda woulda shoulda thing i i could have done that i should have mentioned that and then i put it on the back burner and then recently um i decided you know what there's no real good books for new incoming teachers how to um, have appropriate social interactions with the staff how to fit in classroom management how to manage your stress and so that's why um, I wrote and published the New Teacher's Instant Survival Guide, which is, um, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, it's available on Amazon.com. And um, it debuted at number one uh, the of new releases in the classroom management category uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, there's starting to be a little bit of buzz going around. And, and it was very edifying for me. You know, it was very affirming for me as a person to finally, you know, realize that dream that hey, I can write a book, and and it's an ebook form now. But I'm waiting for the author's proof, which is coming in this next week, so I can approve it, and then I can actually have paperbacks printed. But that book was really important to me because um, a lot of people coming into the teaching profession, they don't teach in the credentialing programs, to the best of my knowledge. Um, you know how to how to you know get along and interact with your custodial staff and, and your office staff and, and how to deal with difficult situations with students and parents and, and how to create a happy classroom and equally important, how to manage your stress. Because um, there's been a lot of um, statistics that show that teaching is second in stress only to uh, the job of an air traffic controller. So, you know, I'm trying to give new teachers um, a little bit of a, a lifeline, if you will. 
so that they can have some tools uh, when they go into the classroom and, um, you know, kind of cheering them on. It's it's um, very motivational uh, book. It's a quick read. As you mentioned, it's 35 pages. I wanted to give them something basically for the price of a Starbucks cup of coffee. And about the same time, you know, they would spend sitting and having coffee some Saturday morning that they could get through it, that there's no fluff, just, you know, really good. I, I like to call them uh, knowledge bombs. <laughs> so that was that was the kind of the impetus behind me wanting to to write the book and it's it's been so gratifying yeah that's really great to hear and in fact we don't mind at all we'll definitely actually link it in the description so to our listeners like even if you're not really into teaching you know it's definitely worth checking out because a lot of like the teaching principles can still be applied to other fields for example to our listeners you know a lot of you have nonprofits where you teach uh like children or underprivileged children etc certain things like you might teach them some core classes or you might teach them some arts dances like uh business etc so or coding for example so like learning about how a teacher kind of approaches this how a teacher makes like a classroom engaging etc can definitely have a lot of carryover into what you guys are doing uh but back to mr belts i kind of wanted to talk earlier about how you were saying arts education is kind of fizzling out in schools. You know, if, if, if a school is having a budget concern, the first thing that always goes is the arts, like music mm-hmm. teachers are fired, the arts teachers are fired, et cetera. Uh, yeah. And especially with technology becoming such a per- pervasive part of our everyday life, like um, many people actually are arguing that the arts are almost coming uh, becoming useless like having that skill is not helpful in any way but what they don't realize is a lot of like the cultural advances are all promoted by the arts so if you could talk about the importance of the arts and the importance of arts on culture and the importance of children learning arts why is it still important to teach art in school wow thank you and i i wholeheartedly agree with everything that you said what I do every Friday is every Friday, no matter what, is art day. And to me and to a lot of my colleagues, kids and even adults, we need kind of a pressure relief valve, you know. And when you do art, whether you're watercoloring or you're using other mediums like, um, oh gosh, colored pencils or markers or crayons or whatever, or mixing them. It's very important for people to kind of have that outlet for art and, um, you know, whether it, it turns into something like oil painting or pottery or ceramics or whatever, it's, it's very relaxing. And given the situation we're in with the COVID situation, you know, and I'm sure, you know, you can fully appreciate this when you're in your classroom, you know, depending on what site you're at, you know, everybody's masked up. And everybody's got to, you know, you know, you're practically taking a bath and <laughs> hand sanitizer. You know, we got the big jugs, and um, you know, it's just a weird situation. So to kind of de-stress the situation, I think it's so important to have music and art and that sort of thing. And what I really love to do, um, matter of fact, it was funny. Just yesterday, we uh, <laughs> we I like to go into YouTube, and they have these step-by-step 
really fun, cool, easy art projects. And I'm sure you're familiar with Olaf from Frozen. <laughs> um, we went ahead and we did a step-by-step -step, um, drawing, illustration, art project of Olaf. And I was really encouraging the kids to mix their mediums. You know, uh, you know, guys might want to try watercoloring or, and or colored pencils and markers and things. And then I always, 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 you know, the saying goes, we lead by example. I always do the art project by myself first so I can experience it firsthand, what it's like for the kids, maybe where it might be a little difficult, you know, or a challenging and um, the kids get a kick out of it. So yes, you know, unfortunately with a lot of us teachers, we're, we're kind of having to reinvent the wheel. You know, I had mentioned earlier about uh, the history of uh, American music, the little program I put together. And that's not in any syllabus or required instructional content that I'm aware of, although it, it is a part of the California, you know, frameworks, as you, you mentioned about arts, dance and, 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 you know, art and things like that. But I think the most important thing is that kids have a way to express themselves. And I think they do that a lot through art. And, you know, I got to tell you, it's absolutely amazing what these kids do. You know, I tell them, you don't have to do it exactly the way that I'm doing it or that the person on the YouTube video is doing it. And um, I said, I want you to put your own identity within it. And it's fun. it's funny in a cool way, because a lot of times what they'll do is um, sometimes they like with Olaf, uh, some of the Olafs were um, kind of all watercolored a dark blue. And some of them made uh, him have a scarf. Some of the kids transformed him into a her <laughs> and painted big red lips on him. And it was really cool. It was really, really neat. And, you know, a lot of times we don't have control over what happens in our life. And I tell my students this all the time. You know, guys, we don't have control over what happens to us, but we do have control about how we feel about ourselves. And one of the ways we can do that is always reassure ourselves that A, we're a good person, that we have people around us that love us, that they have not only a home family, but a school family, and that when we do art and when we have discussions and things, it, it's all about helping them be the absolute best they can be. And um, I can't sing the praises of art enough. As a little sidebar, my wife's also a teacher. She teaches sixth grade. And uh, it was funny, several years ago, um, she's like, you know, hon, you, you, you gotta, you know, do some art projects with the kids. And I'm like, I don't have any time. You know, I've got to do, you know, writing and grammar and reading and math and all this. She said, hon, she says, kids need that. They need that. And they need PE. And I thought about it and she was absolutely right. And so, you know, no matter what, every Friday, the kids know every Friday is going to be an art project of some sort. And, um, anyway, I'm just really delighted it makes me feel good when i see the kids just glowing doing their art project because you know when they're happy i'm happy and you know there's just a, such a joy in art it should not be school should not be a, a tedious you know thing where you've, you've got to do x y and z which you know we, we all have things we have to do but we need to cut loose and have a little fun sometimes you know, like for me, just listening to listening to you talking about the experiences you've had with your elementary school, um, your elementary school students, like I'm I'm getting happy sort of because 
like I remember my my days in elementary school, like obviously I'm a sophomore in high school now, but I remember, you know, we would have art and music um, class once or twice a week. It was something like that. And like, you know, in our music class, our teacher would bring his acoustic guitar and then he would give us all boom whackers. Like, I'm, I'm not sure if you're familiar with those, but they're like these plastic poles. And then when you hit it on like something like each different color or each different length of them would produce a different note. So we would all play it like at the same time and we would like create songs together. So like, and then we also had our art, our art classes. So it's honestly just great, like, still knowing or it's honestly great to hear that like elementary students nowadays they still they still love art and music especially because so much stuff is online now but like on that note i feel like i would have to assume that you know when COVID hit in 2020 and like 2021 uh like your classes probably changed drastically so i wanted to know like how were you able to like overcome that or like was 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 like having art and music classes still the same online Excellent question. And and by the way, I wish I was a fly on the wall in your classroom when you were playing those, what, what did you call them, whackers? <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. And that's cool that your teacher brought in um, acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, you know, as you can probably fully appreciate since, you know, you're a sophomore, um, the whole educational system and life as we know it just changed on a dime when the, the pandemic broke out and when we went to distance learning it was really kind of like one of my best friends who's one of my dear colleagues said it's like flying the airplane while you're reading the instruction manual <laughs> you know and that's basically what it was like when we transitioned from in-person learning to distance learning and the, the art and the music, it's so hard to teach through distance learning. I mean, we would give them independent assignments, but you know, nothing beats or substitutes for being there in person and, you know, watching the kids, you know, with their brush strokes on their water coloring or coloring in their chalk and whatnot or asking for help. And so, you know, with regards to the music theory and the art, um, boy, the distance learning really kind of put a, a major wall, if you will, uh, in regards to that. And so I, I'm just so relieved that we have kids in person now. And um, it, it was it was really difficult. You know, I, I think just as a little side note, I noticed and, and probably you experienced this, too, is that when we went into lockdown and schools were shut down and the pandemic was in full swing. A lot of kids felt isolated, um, angry, confused, sad, scared. Life as they knew it changed like that. And no longer could they go to a movie theater, a restaurant, go visit grandma, that sort of thing. And then, you know, they're looking at this computer uh, during class time and they see my face and <laughs> you know hopefully it's not too bad of a visual for them when they see my face but you know it's talking heads and it's just not the same it's not the same teaching art or music or anything else it was just incredibly incredibly difficult that's our show for today now roll the credits high school not so much a musical is hosted by ayush agarwal 
Nitin Chaladanki, and Rishi Sinha. Narration by Samhit Kadala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.